Hi guys. Hey. What's up? Um welcome back to episode 5 of It is what, what it, it is. is. So at the time we're recording this, it's the last week of July. Yeah, time flew by really quickly. And I wait Oh, yeah, no, no. It is getting uploaded this week. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> this is our last episode of July. And mm-hmm. it's also just the last week of July, which is crazy. Yeah. I thought quarantine would make everything go by a lot slower. And like every day would be like painstakingly like boring. But it's actually been the opposite. It's been such a quick summer, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I don't know if I'm thankful or like, I don't know. It goes both ways. Like, I've been at home since March. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I thought about it and I'm like, usually our summer, well, in high school, our summers were two months and then Mm -hmm. every other year in university was four months. But this is going to, this is, this has just been a very long summer, but somehow it's just gone by super fast. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's this pivotal turning point for everyone because summer closes and then real life starts again yeah yeah um but this time real life is a little bit different i think for both of us because we're both starting something new um and that's what kind of inspired today's episode uh we wanted to talk a bit about changes and transitions and um just reflect on like the past couple of years and see um you know what changes we've like experienced and how we were able to adjust and adapt around those Mm -hmm. yeah so I think as we're about to head into a new chapter of our lives like Juhi said it definitely inspired this topic of wow we should sit down and reflect because I don't think people do that enough and I definitely don't give myself enough credit for the growth and the Mm -hmm. things that have helped I guess to shape me to who I am now and the changes that have happened because you know it's like if you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day you don't notice the changes you just look the same the whole time the same exactly but when you look back at an old photo is when you're like wait I'm a I'm a completely different person yeah and you go through so much that you I don't know like you kind of just it just like builds up within yourself and you don't realize that you at the same time are trying to be a little bit different or work towards you know the best version of yourself and that happens in like very like simple silenced ways but I think it's important to appreciate those. Yeah and I think in our timeline of friendship which we've been friends okay officially i would consider you my friend like from first year on yeah no me too me too (laughs) i don't count high school school doesn't count but definitely from first year onwards yeah and four years doesn't sound that long but actually in four four or five years i think we've pretty much just grown into very (laughs) different people than when we started being friends definitely guys right now i don't even know who i'm sitting next to she has she pulled up with what would you call this balayage is it a yes balayage? It's she a balayage. has a she has a balayage so for any males out there that don't know what that means it's she has colored hair okay <laughs> in a week she'll get into this but in a week she's gonna go to med school she's oh gonna be a doctor she's not gonna be miss shaw anymore it's literally gonna be dr shaw not in four years okay yeah but still she's like heading down that path like <laughs> i don't recognize her i don't know who she is she cut her hair also i did so but it's, it's just a little trim guys yeah i'm crazy. just sitting next to a whole baddie oh god <laughs> so yeah yeah that's that that's my intro to her celebrate your friends tell them that Okay, no, that's actually not. That's whack. Just no, I'm no, wait. no. Celebrate, no, celebrate your, friends. your friends. I just, that's I get really thing. awkward no, being it's okay. complimenting she, someone in real life. Yeah. I hate being affectionate. She, it's so funny. She just like after she said that, she like leaned leaned over and like put her head on my shoulder, and then like also just repelled back yeah. in a second. It's really easy for me to be affectionate online and comment hearts and send kissy faces and stuff, but in person, I. Oh my god! You know what? Okay, caveat is like we. I think we talked about this in our old episode. Kavya's definitely like the shy girl, like the the pouty emoji <laughs> online, okay? But in person, she's a bra girl. Yeah, that's, that's actually it is. very true. And I you think know, that's it's what the, it is. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're actually the same. Like, she's more pouty in 
on online. I think you were yeah. more pouty online. Yeah. You, you're like, hee hee, okay. Like, she says hee hee as her constant form. I'm like, LMAO, caps lock, a million O's. And she's not laughing at all at that time. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, cups of the rose. In and out of oh, <laughs> go on and go on. And the anyway. reason, so I know we said in the last episode that we're going to sing Marvin's Dream every time we get to deeper topics. I feel like our last few episodes were relatively lighthearted, so mm-hmm. today we're going to get a little heart and soul. Yeah, some soul food in there. Yeah, so, Jui? Yes. Yeah. What, okay, what do you think is, you know, on this topic of transitions, mm-hmm. and you are about to enter a new phase in your life, yeah. which... I woke up this morning and I'm not even the person moving, but I realized I'm like on the weekend in a few days, she's going to be hopping on a plane and going to a different country, like a country. I just, yeah, no, I woke up. I've been guys, I've been like pretty okay this entire time, but um, I don't know. Today I woke up with a bunch of anxiety. I don't know where it came from, but I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be a journey. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. I usually wake up like every time I know there's some kind of change that's supposed to happen. And if I if I'm thinking if it's like a like a few months away, I'm OK. I'm good. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the first few mm-hmm. months. And then it gets to like three days away. And that's when it hits me with the anxiety. Like, yes, just pile it all on me. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I think it's because I got my like orientation schedule and everything just yesterday and I was like, wow, like, it's about to be work for the next yep. couple while. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, if we, Kavya, if you, like, trace back into time, when is, like, the first point where you felt like you had to make a major transition or you felt like um, something had to change in your life or, yeah, something like that? Yeah, well, I think mine is probably the same for most people. It was definitely the transition from high school to uni. Mm-hmm. That was the first big change because... Um, for me, I was like, I went to middle school and high school with pretty much the same people. And I'd always known those people had been living in the same house, used to the same routine. And even for uni, I never wanted to go to a school where I knew most of my friends or most of our graduating class was going. Um, I left the province like I knew I was gonna go out of province anyways just because I wanted that new experience Mm -hmm. and I wanted things to be different like I I remember thinking um you know high school was great I had an absolute bomb ass time Mm -hmm. but when you're going into university I feel like part of it is that experience of learning to be on your own and just you know meeting new people and doing new things and I didn't think I would change that much if I stayed in a very similar environment so yeah yeah, that was probably your mindset too because we went to the same school no for sure that was definitely my mindset um I didn't go to the same middle school as like a bunch of kids that were in my high school but um I definitely finished high school being like or like got into grade 12 telling myself that I wanted a really big change for university like I didn't want to be around the same people not because I didn't like them or anything but I wanted to show myself that I could handle change and Mm. that I could adapt to different situations. Um, And I wanted to be in a new city and I wanted to live that experience of being actually um, independent in terms of living in, you know, living by myself or living with a roommate and like not having your parents around and not having um, that support system that's been there for so long. Yeah. And I think people always say too, like you can only do so much growing in if you're staying in the same environment the whole time. I, as much, oh, I cannot talk today. As scared as I am of change um, and sometimes growth too, like sometimes I'm very happy with the Mm -hmm. point I'm at in my life and I'm just like, can I just stay here forever? Yeah. As fearful and as anxiety bringing as that is, um, there's also a sense of excitement and fulfillment when you're dropped into an unfamiliar environment or in an uncomfortable situation because... I mean, you can only come out of that having learned new things and mm-hmm. having to fend for yourself at some points. Like, it's just, it's just good shit. I'm not articulate today, but you no, know no, what no, I mean? You're good. You're good. I think, I think what it is, is that you go into it, obviously not expecting what's going to happen. And then when you actually sit down and reflect and you see that, okay, I was capable of handling all of that stuff, 
you it adds on to feeling more invincible or adds on to like the the sense of power that you have within yourself I think and that's why I think today was such an important episode because it's really important to reflect because if you don't you don't give yourself exactly as Kavi said like enough credit for doing everything that you did Mm -hmm. um I think in terms of the transition from high school to uni I know for me it was lol that was a tough one (laughs) because I wasn't (laughs) expecting and like I was honestly more excited than anything to go I was definitely going to miss my family but my excitement definitely overpowered um any feelings of like sadness that I had and then I found myself um very homesick for like at least the first month for sure but then it definitely dragged on to the first semester and then I think only in second semester was when you know it got better i think for yeah me. didn't we have a funk in the beginning yeah or some it was point whack in, bro like dude, in first semester i'm not even a homesick person really um but i remember juhi and i like we became roommates in first year and we weren't that close obviously we just started to know each other mm-hmm. but thanksgiving weekend was our first time being able to go back home and it was a month and a half or so later into the school year mm-hmm. and we were so excited i think we Dude, literally bonded over our excitement we, of yeah going back home we talked about it like every single day leading up to the thing and we even we actually get an exam the day that we were supposed to leave and we were so excited to leave that we changed that exam that was going to be at like 6 p.m to 7 a.m or something yeah so we woke up at like us it was, it was kavi and me and, and reyun yeah we all did the same thing so excited to go back home Woke up really early and then caught like an earlier bus, which uh, ended up being eight hours. It shouldn't be eight hours to Toronto. It's supposed to be like five and a mm-hmm. half. But yeah, I remember that excitement was like, that was definitely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would what would you say? Because I think every time we enter a new phase in our life, mm-hmm. I look back at it and I think of who I was before I entered that phase and then who I was during or after. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I definitely have a few points for me that I know changed from that transition high school to uni but Mm -hmm. for you I actually don't know if I've ever asked you no I don't think we've talked about this because I didn't know you well enough in high school to to know if there was a difference right yeah Yeah. no that's fair I honestly when I look back at it like I feel like I was the same person that I was in high school in first year of uni like I feel like nothing changed until I moved out of res and then I started living on my own and that's when I really liked a sense of independence and just being alone. Not that I had any problems living with Kavya, but I Yeah, what realized, you trying to say here, huh? Yo, you trying to fight, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm listening to this like, oh, okay, Her eyes are I see how bigger. it is. No, no, no. Dude, it wasn't that. It was that I, I, Rez was not the environment for me to like actually grow. Like it still felt so... I think I came into university expecting mature adults (laughs) and res did not give me that. Like res felt like high school all over again in the sense that there were groups of people that would hang out. There would be exclusive like civity, you know, like there wasn't, uh, I don't know, like I thought people would just be nice and be like, you want to hang out with me? (laughs) No, (laughs) but it really wasn't like that. Like if you didn't make friends in the first couple of days, which I didn't because I was homesick and I refused to leave my room, then I feel like you didn't properly like integrate into the system. And then that's how it set like set tone for like the rest of the year. I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah, I think, I mean, we we had the same friends in first year Mm -hmm. who we're still friends with we definitely made friends but i think it was just different from what we were used to so for me um shout out to anyone from my friend group in high school if you're listening (laughs) but i i felt like throughout high school i was definitely a wandering person a wandering soul Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. so i was friends with a lot of different people but i didn't have like a solid group of people that were my go-to, mm-hmm. didn't have a group chat until 12th grade. When 12th grade hit, um, I finally started to have this stability of like the same people I would all make all my plans with, would hang out. And we had a very good relationship. It wasn't deep in any way, but I think we all really enjoyed each other's company and we did just the stupidest things together. Um And so when I came into university, I was expecting that because Mm -hmm. for three years of high school, even though it didn't necessarily bother me at all, I didn't know the level of comfort and just 
you know happiness that comes with having a stable core group of people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for us in university in first year at least we had these great friends but we definitely i don't think we could say like oh we had a single group chat that was just all of them it was kind of like yeah yeah no or like that single group chat and then constantly hanging out with the same people again like it was never consistent and like i feel the same way like for me I had a solid group of friends in high school too. Shout out to Woom, if you're listening. Um, But they really set the bar um, in terms of what friends I wanted in university. So when I tried to look for that, um, A, it was already late because friend groups had already been made. And B, it just, I don't know, man, it was just different. It was different. I think that was the thing. It wasn't necessarily bad, but it was different than what we were expecting and what we were probably used to in high school. You had womb, I had missions, and it was it was just comfortable being around people. Mm -hmm. And so even when um, like uh, missions, like missions is okay. Just that's Kavi's friend group. We're gonna call them that. But when they visited, I think in February. That was a wild time, but it was it was a lot of fun. Like even I'm not really close to those. I wasn't at least at that point close to those people. But even having them come over like that felt really good. We I just think. clown shit. The yeah, whole time. and I think it was because they just brought a piece of comfort back with them of of like of home oh, of home. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, and you. I'll talk about this soon. But I def I went to two different schools. I went to one in Montreal, Montreal and one in Vancouver, and. Dude, the culture from coming from the GTA, greater Toronto area, to going to Montreal and going to Vancouver, it was like a slap in the face. It wasn't bad. It was just very different. And so I think having our friends come to visit, it was just so nice because... I felt like I wasn't putting up a wall or pretending Mm -hmm. to be prim and proper when I wasn't. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, I actually, my four years in Montreal, I felt like my guard was up for, like, most of it. Just because, I don't know, like, Toronto, like, Brampton culture is very different. And we grew up in that culture. So that feels correct or it feels like, okay, this is where I can be completely, truly Mm -hmm. myself. So, yeah, like, even being back in Montreal, I feel like it was hard to be like, yo, what's good? He has beer shorties or, <laughs> but, like, what? <laughs> but, you know, that being said, though, I think the friends that we ended up being closer to by the end of first year, definitely, if you look at all of them, I didn't realize this actually until, like, oh my gosh. midway through. They were definitely all from, like, the GTA area. Yeah. Well, mainly, mainly. Or they were able to grasp onto that culture. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying you should do that. I think, you know, diversity in friend groups is great. But I think that's just where we naturally... Like, we just gravitated towards that. That yeah. felt... That felt the most like home now that I think about it. Yeah. And I think that that's why we we still like those friends. I still have a very special place in my heart for them. Same. Like it's just I don't know, man. They were they were fun. They, they were, were there. Warm. And I think like, they're they're always like you're always going to hold those people close to your heart because I mean, it's been four years and I freaking moved across the country a year in. Mm-hmm. But I still think to this day, honestly, my like closer maybe not closest, but my closer friends are from Montreal. Yeah, and the funny thing is when Kavya comes back, she came back to Montreal to visit second year, third year, and fourth year. I come back every year. It's a tradition. And we meet the same people again. We meet the same people. We do the same shit. And it's like so much fun still. When we meet, we... It just... It doesn't feel like time has passed. Mm -hmm. Like, we just do the same clowning around that we do. Um, But yeah, there's definitely a special place for people that feel like home. And also, we were all in the same boat for the first time. Like, that's a good thing about Mm -hmm. universities. You move and everyone else or most people are on the same page as you. Like, they're also starting this chapter. They're also probably from a different place, probably looking to make friends, Mm -hmm. probably nervous, whatever, whatever. So being able to experience that with them while having the comfort of, okay, they feel like home and they when i'm with you i miss home a little less a lot less mm-hmm. <laughs> they got a yeah. special place shout out no yeah shout out to you guys you you know you know who you, who you are, are. <laughs> you know who you are thank you for making first year it's the and banana our mostly. yeah the it's banana the macho <laughs> if you listen to our men. episode three the the banana macho squad gaurav brave oh, i could list them forever 
so there's so many yeah. but thank you guys for making our experience that much better yeah so i guess i'll just do you have anything to say about no but how you mentioned your you know transition from montreal to vancouver let's dive into that a little bit yeah so that was probably my when i look back at my 22 years of existence <laughs> i think that was to date my biggest transition was moving mm-hmm. from school one to school two and a lot of people don't actually know the full story of why and how that experience was on me like mm-hmm. not even my closest friend I think Juhi knows and maybe my friend Gaurav knows but that's probably it so uh to summarize I I think in 12th grade I was really torn between the two schools and I ended up choosing school one because it was what I had wanted for longer mm. and I used that as justification for if I wanted that for a longer period of time I'm gonna go doesn't make sense I'm just infatuated with school too but I think I entered so here's the thing when you have something else in the back of your head like another option it is very hard to 100% commit to the first to one thing. thing yeah it's like listen if you are an f-boy okay mm. don't have side chicks never have side chicks but if you're trying to you know if you see the one you literally have to drop everyone else. no facts because you know what happens and i don't know if this is what happened to you but when you go to the first place that you picked even though you had the second place in mind it's creeping yeah and like bro if you find anything wrong with the first yeah. place you will only build on the negatives yeah you will not see anything better it, it's like exactly so i had a lot of trouble committing to my final decision and i finally did and i went and it was great. Like, I I look back, it's super weird because I don't remember being super happy in first year mm-hmm. the whole time. But when I look back now, I'm like, wow, that was a great year. Like, things are good. You, you ignore year, the highlights. Yeah. But when I was there, I was definitely paying more attention to the negatives. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, I have, if I'm going to switch schools, I'm going to do it in first year because if I don't do it now, then I'm just not going to do it ever because... Mm-hmm switching in second year third year whatever is just a lot harder and i still wanted to get out on time blah blah, blah whatever that's not important so the actual transition was honestly probably one of the hardest things that i have had to do in my life mm. because i didn't expect it to be as difficult as it actually was i left at the end of first year i said goodbye to my friends and then i was very excited to go to school to school b yeah it was called school b mm-hmm. um because I thought things would be just as easy. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to settle in. I'm going to make friends. It's going to be great. I'm going to not feel homesick. And by the end of first year, I was still a little bit homesick. Mm-hmm. But it definitely improved a lot. And the thing with school one was it was six hours away driving. <laughs> so if I really wanted to come home, I could. Mm-hmm. School B was like no. five hours away <laughs> flying. Yeah. So that was not always... She was in a different time zone, guys. And at least when I went to school A, you know, I knew Juhi. I knew a couple other people that were going from high school. And I knew it it was just a lot easier because we were in, like I said earlier, that environment of people want to make friends and everyone's on the same page, whatever. And because I had them, I had comfort too. Mm -hmm. When I went to school B... and. I'm starting my second year academically, but it's my first year there. However, everyone around me is pretty much in second year and they're on a complete different page on a complete different page because they already have their friend groups that they made in first True. year. They've already accustomed to the campus and to the vibes there because they spent a whole year living there. And I wasn't even in a small program. Like I was I was in science and our lectures were like 300, 400 people. Yeah, it's big, man. That you don't really see the same people every time. And so when I went, I just remember being so excited. And it's almost difficult to talk about because I remember how positive and excited I was before going there. And then when I got there, it was like I was a freaking crumbling brick wall. <laughs> it's okay. I'm laughing and smiling as I'm saying this, but I know it was a disaster to me emotionally. That first semester was so difficult because I was trying to make friends in class. Um, and my program was a little weird. Like I would take classes from different majors almost or different, like I would never see the same people in my classes. Mm-hmm. 
And class friends don't always translate to, you know, the social friends. Like, it, it's, it doesn't always... Like, sometimes they're just people you do homework with and they don't want to actually hang out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was the thing. And then even as I started to finally make more friends, like, guys, let me tell you, I had to be so... I am an extroverted person, but I have to force myself to be that way because of experiences like this. Like, I was sitting in these huge lecture halls and I remember I would just be like having five minutes of just sit here in your peace just take your notes and Mm -hmm. then go but I would force myself to turn to whoever the heck was next to me and be like hi I'm Kavya what's your name like let's be bro good for you for doing that and I did that and honestly one of the first people I did that to shout out Anusha she's still one of my closest friends like to this day um and but that doesn't always work like you know you do it Mm -hmm. and you'll sit next to someone and vibe with them for like one class and then never see them again and so it was really weird because like I said I definitely am a person who likes having that secure comfortable group of people and I felt like I didn't have that and so that was pushing me over the edge and I was just really struggling to fit in and on top of that to add insult to injury I think the people that I knew that were there they it's not like they were in very different programs too and very Mm -hmm. different environments that it's not like I could rely on them to show me around or to introduce me to people and honestly not gonna lie I blame them a lot when I was struggling because I was just like I don't understand you have things so good right now you know or you're stable here and you know that I'm new Mm. please help me out but Mm. In hindsight, I look at it and I'm just like, okay, you know, they had their own things. They, it, it probably isn't something that they thought about. Yeah, like it probably wasn't personal. It definitely and wasn't personal. I think with the mindset that you were in, you were already so vulnerable to that like something like that you would have taken off as the wrong way, you know? Yeah, and I also, I don't express it a lot. Like a lot of people don't know. My friend Wendy, who's probably listening to this, like mm-hmm. I tell her how much I was struggling in that first semester and she's on. She's like, I had no idea. Yeah, that's what I I'm no saying. Idea. Like, exactly, you probably didn't express it, but also you being you, like you are very good at masking your emotions I'm when so, you need even to. <laughs> yeah. Like she's so good, so... I mean, I can call her out now, but that's after (laughs) knowing her for so long. Yeah. And so this, uh, just on the topic of Wendy, I think this is so funny. I'm going to say it. So Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I was very desperate to make friends and to get to know people. So I would go out of my comfort zone and introduce myself to strangers. Wendy, who is still one of my close friends. I love you. So I saw her like two years prior to actually coming to school Mm -hmm. because, you know, what, when you... Um, you know, on those university pages where before people actually go to the school, they post like their pictures and a little like, hey, guys, my name is this. And I'm going to be entering this class, this mm-hmm. major pictures of myself. So Wendy's like super hot. She's just super, super hot. hot. And yeah. so she posted um, a thing on Facebook when we were in like grade 12. And my friends who were also maybe potentially going to go to UBC at the time they saw it and these guys were like yo she's so hot whatever oh I didn't know this yeah so my friend Meg was like yo this girl is so sweet he started saying like Wendy Zhang like and when we went so I went in grade 12 I actually visited campus and I saw her (laughs) at a distance and I was so intimidated oh you did yeah I saw her but I never talked to her I was so intimidated and guys we like stayed in a dorm when I went to visit this campus in grade 12 and um I was with the girl that I was sharing a room with. We were in on the elevator and Wendy comes into the elevator and hey. then she leaves. And my roommate person looks at me and she's like, I don't get it. It's just not fair. How are some people so pretty? So pretty, yeah. So, yeah. So Wendy leaves and I, guys, in my first semester at this school, I was in a computer science class. The last place I would expect Wendy Zhang to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all around me are just a bunch of nerds no offense myself included and all of a sudden i see walk in through the door this girl with like skirts a little knee-high boots like pink everything you know you know how it is she's like strutting her way and i'm like oh my god that's wendy zang okay so i saw her sit down and she sat down next to this blonde guy and i was like i mentally noted it so the next class i came and i 
was purposely like lingering around the seats till she sat down first yeah and then i sat down like two seats away from her and then i was like okay i'm gonna this is my target this is my target you're gonna make you shoot your shot i'm gonna shoot my (laughs) shot for french friendship wise so i sat down like two seats away this was all strategic she knows this now and um the guy she was talking to, I think his name was Josh. They started, he was also from Ontario. So they started talking about Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my opportunity. So I um, leaned forward and I was like, oh, you guys are from Ontario? Wow. So am I. At this point, I already had background info from Wendy. I knew where she was from. I knew what <laughs> high school. I knew she worked at Camp Green Acres one That's summer. Stop, okay? bro. And I was just, tra- I was like looking for my in into their conversation. And uh-huh. they were so welcoming. Like they both, we just started talking that whole class. And I was at this point so used to just, you know, vibing with people for one day and then never seeing them again mm-hmm. in class. The next class, I didn't even think about her. I just sat down somewhere and two rows in front of me, I see her looking around and she's she sees me. She's like, come, I saved a seat for you. Oh, sweet, man. And so that was like the start of our friendship. And I think it's really funny, but yeah i just had to like to do that i had to definitely go out of my comfort i had to do mm-hmm. some plotting and that's something i'd never done some scheming yo you've schemed before i schemed i see this is my personality <laughs> but in this way maybe this is your first time yeah but um just because i feel like i've been rambling to wrap it up it definitely was a really difficult experience for mm-hmm. me i don't think i could even use words to describe it the end of first semester what people don't know is i literally had a breakdown to my parents and i was like I don't know if I'm happy here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they were literally like, do you want to withdraw? Like, do you want to Mm -hmm. take a semester off and take time to think about it? And at that point, I was just, I was considering it for like two days. And then I told them, I was like, no, I'm going to stick it out for the rest of the year. Good for you. And I'm going to make an active effort to not just focus on the negatives and not focus on why things are difficult. And not like, I didn't want to have self-pity. I didn't want to Mm -hmm. be walking around And be like, look at me, like, please, like, everyone help me because I'm new here. I don't know what's going on. I'm not just blah, blah, blah. Like, I I think I was the worst. Oh, my God. I definitely victimized myself Mm -hmm. more than anyone else. And it really held me back. So when I went back, I made an active change. I was like, no, I'm going to reach out to the people that I've made friends with. I'm going to spend time with them. Um, And you know, it is, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I, I acknowledge that I might not have had the best transition and it, my environment may not be the most, it might not be the best to make that close, comfortable group of people, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna work with what I got. And that's literally what I did for the next three years. Yeah. And, um, in fourth year, I ended up making some really close friends and some good friends, good company. And I wouldn't say that uni was the best time of my life, mm-hmm. But it was, you know, once I decided to get out of this self-victimizing state and self-pity state and just stop focusing on hardships, go out there, get out of my comfort zone, um, it helped and it made my experience a lot better. And that was the first time I've ever had to do that. I think up until this point, everything was kind of handed to me. Mm-hmm. Life was just easy. The environment was easy. And this was the first time that I was literally being dropped in the middle of nowhere and yeah having to fend for myself and i think like something you said at the end which was really interesting was that like you know we go in with so many expectations like when we go into a new environment and we know that things are going to be different we still have expectations and that's totally fine it's so human and like i don't know like i think what you said about okay like this is my environment this is what i've been given let me just work with this I think that makes the pathway to being content and at peace and just satisfied with like whatever is a lot faster than looking for what we had before. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that you're settling anyway because you're not. You're just allowing yourself to understand that this is a different phase of my life and it doesn't need to be in every way same as the one that I just closed. Straight up, it is what it is. Like, you know, I think all of our expectations are based on past experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's natural when you're in a new environment to, you know, be let down because it might not, it just might not live up to what you had before. And that's okay. I think instead of uh, my big, biggest mental shift was, 
realizing that, you know, it might never be as great as high school for me or even first year Mm -hmm. for me. And that's okay. I'm instead of trying to make it that great, I'm going to work with what I have and what I've been given. And that's it's fine. It's great. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find yourself um, or like when did you finally like come to that realization like was it after that conversation you had with your parents yeah it was like after that conversation when I knew that I had an option and I knew I had their support I think I went back and I thought you know I don't want to guys when you have a conversation with your parents and you're crying like Uh, it's like the worst thing because as parents you're like what did I do wrong like and they feel so bad at the other end especially when you're like in two different places exactly and they feel they felt so bad and I was like I don't want them to feel that way Mm -hmm. and I also don't want to ever have that like I don't ever want to feel that way either for for myself exactly yeah and I was just like I just need an attitude makeover like I I just need to suck it up and move forward and stop placing the blame on everyone else you know like it's so easy to blame the friends who didn't introduce me to people or blame you know people that I met for not wanting to hang out again and I was just like no like that mindset that mentality doesn't take you anywhere it just makes you the victim and you it kind of has this defense thing where you start blaming your situation on everyone else and that might be true like sometimes I'm not saying that everyone is completely slate free clean Mm -hmm. but it was just like having that mindset doesn't take you anywhere if I didn't stay if I didn't come out of it I would have probably been miserable for the next three years and I wasn't so yay yeah no it's much easier to place responsibility on other people than ourselves Because I feel like our ego definitely comes in the way a little bit. Um, So the fact that you were able to like recognize that at least at one point is like the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And look at you now, you know. We glowing. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Speaking of glowing, (laughs) I can finally shut up now. Um, I don't know why. Okay, it's okay. In this last year, this is my last point of rambling, okay? In this last year, I think for both of us, definitely a mental glow up. But the person I've seen this in most is definitely Juju. Like, <laughs> I kid you not, I think I think sometimes when I, what I said earlier about you don't notice things in yourself, but other people will notice it a lot. Like, I think she notices this in herself. But yeah. I definitely noticed it in Juhi, like her mental shift, I guess, and, and her mental glow up. And her physical glow up. Yay, shorty. <laughs> but um, in the last year, and I think that, it, it, yeah, why don't you talk about that and kind of what brought about that mental shift for you? And mm-hmm. I think it can be summarized in finally putting yourself first. Like this is a new chapter where it's like you are the central person that sounds so cheesy you're just yeah it's like yeah this you're the new central space. person I think that's fine yeah. dude yeah no I think um I don't know like growing up I've always been someone who I guess puts other people first and there's nothing wrong with that um that's what I actually find a lot of joy in and I would much rather that someone else is content and okay with the situation versus like me being okay with the situation um even if that like comes at the expense of my emotions. And growing up, I've always been that way. I think it's also something that's embedded into the culture that I grew up in as well. Like you're always thinking of others, like you want to put them first. Um, But I think it takes a toll when you hit university because in university or even just as you get older, like everyone is fending for themselves. Like for real, I don't think that truly people... I don't know, like there, there's obviously care for other people, but people place themselves um, at the center of their own attention and that is perfectly fine. But I did not learn that <laughs> and I kind of had to learn it the hard way um, in the sense that I guess I had to go through a lot of things for me to finally realize like, hey, it's probably really important that you put yourself first and that you take care of yourself first. So I think for me, like, that really came in fourth year. Like I I think all of university um, and I think third year was like the worst in the sense that I was constantly bothered by like 
if someone was upset, like I would be upset that they're upset. <laughs> like it's so yeah. weird. Like I can't even explain. And not th- angry that they're upset. She would just be like sad. I would just be sad. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be angry or anything. I'd just be like, why are they upset? Like what happened? And then because my thinking was always like that, I would automatically be like, oh no, like I probably did something. Like that's why they're upset or like that's why they're feeling this way. And I think I've definitely had conversations with Kavya where I've been like, we're legit, it'll be messenger, okay? How can you tell someone's emotions on messenger? Like you can, okay? But I would, she would say something like, yo, did I do something? Like, is everything all right? You know? And, um, that was kind of the situation in third year, but just to a very extreme point where I found myself, I don't think I told you this, but I found myself just crying every single day. No, nope. um, I'm I'm the crier in this relationship. Yeah, I don't cry much. She like, doesn't cry much. I cry at everything. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, right? So I found myself crying like every day and I was like, that's so weird. Cups like, of the rose. Yeah, cups of the rose for real. <laughs> um. And just finding myself being super anxious about anything. Like I would go and hang out with somebody and then and then I would come back and then I would just reevaluate every single thing that I told that person. And I'd be like, oh no, like I said this, this, this wrong. Like I probably made them feel bad. Like, you know, and it was, bro, I was overanalyzing everything. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, go. Did you feel like the overanalyzing, the reflecting, whatever... Did you find that to be with certain people or with everyone? It was, I think it started with a certain person and then it basically took over my relationships with everyone as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I feel like because basically like there was one person where I felt unsettled about like the dynamic of our relationship and because I think I felt so much anxiety and like indecisiveness in that that I felt like (laughs) it sounds so sad like and I'm fine guys but I just felt like I wasn't worthy in any way of anyone's anything Mm -hmm. and so that kind of basically went over and spread to all of my like relationships all of my friendships in every capacity of my life actually and I started doing that and I was bro I would be so tired but I could never sleep at night because I was still up thinking about, oops, like I said the wrong thing to this person. When they say your mind is your own worst enemy, it's so true. It's because so true. I, I think I'm just going to chime in for like 10 yeah, seconds yeah. here, but I definitely agree with that. Whenever, whenever I have had some type of unsettling relationship with someone or this is mostly for crushes, let's be real here. But like when you have feelings for someone, for example, and you're not sure how they feel about you, um, it starts like for me and I think for Juhi too, it triggers a sense of overthinking mm. and overanalyzing that relationship with that person. And the funniest part when you are out of that mindset is I think about how much time I spent on my bed. And this is not just about crushes, but I guess like anyone, mm. um, when you think about how much time you spend in your bed or by yourself thinking about that person or like the things that you said to them or just analyzing all the little details hours after they'd happen, it's so funny because they probably weren't thinking about it at all. Yeah, for sure. They they were just sleeping peacefully while you're out here like, like, wait, did I see the right thing? Did I come off as like annoying or did I come off as ignorant? You know, just crap like that. No, no, I definitely agree. And it's like when you, I didn't realize, but when you do that, you are ultimately trying to mend yourself into a perfect version of what the other person likes, you know? And that is just... A really dangerous place to go to because a like I was doing this with everyone like I felt like I had to be different for everyone but you literally physically cannot do that right like you can't mend to the needs and wants of a person because every person is different they all want different things and you shouldn't be doing that in the first place right like you are not put on this earth to satisfy other people you are put on this earth to enjoy yourself and be very comfortable with who you are. Yeah. Right? Um, And so I think if you're even finding yourself altering your actions or your personality for the sake of appearing to be different to someone else, it's just that's when you got to take a step back and be like, wait, like who am I really? Like I should be who I am 
for myself. Mm-hmm. I should be my authentic self. And if other, you know, if someone doesn't like it, then it's like, wh- why am I trying so hard for that person? And this is not to say if you're being ignorant and you're doing something stupid. Like fix up. Like fix you up. know that. But yeah. like I'm talking about just little things from conversation style or maybe you know talking about certain things that you're passionate about for example but continue ma'am yes no so yeah so basically that was a lot of third year for me it definitely went on into fourth year as well um and then i think basically around the time i think the beginning of this year like around january is when i really started having a shift in terms of okay like i've had enough like i was I was actually so tired of the overthinking. Like, it's actually exhausting. (laughs) It's so exhausting. And like, when you look back and when you see the amount of hours that you put into that, when you could have easily been focusing on other things, investing in yourself or like just doing the things that you truly loved, like you realized how much time you gave to something that was all within your head, you know? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I feel like we... I told myself so many times to stop overthinking. And for me, it had to be that I had to exhaust myself completely of like thinking in that way to finally tell myself like, bro, this isn't healthy. You cannot keep up with this. And the way that I did it was that I still obviously cared about putting other people first. And that's what I find my joy and like that is where I'll be completely satisfied and I told myself Juhi like if you cannot no hold on let me let me phrase this right um I told myself that you need to accept yourself fully and feed yourself fully like not food wise but just everything um in terms of like okay a new mentality like a new attitude just positivity in general so that you are better off for the people that you know, you've been wanting to care about, you know, like, for example, Kavya or my mom or my sister or people that I hold so near and dear to my heart, I wanted to be the best version of myself for them. And in order to do that, I had to stop treating myself like shit and stop putting myself down in every single situation, overanalyzing if something I said was correct or not, because honestly, the people that are going to love you are going to love you at the end of the day, regardless of the little things here and there obviously don't be a jackass but you know just like worrying about yo did I say the right thing here and there they don't care about that yeah and I I think even when I evaluate on situations when I reflect on situations where I've pretty much had the same mindset Mm -hmm. it always starts with one person and then it definitely seeps into your other relationships but it's just annoying how sometimes you spend so much time overthinking over certain individuals or your or few relationships with people mm-hmm. and you find yourself trying to please them more or you know change things so that you can satisfy them more and in doing that you kind of forget about the relationships you have where it's like there's people that appreciate you and adore you and whatever for exactly who you are Mm -hmm. and that are there for you so it's kind of like this it's it's so exhausting there's no good way um what am I trying to say there's no good ending to overthinking and whatever you know if you end up changing yourself or if you end up putting certain people first you will find yourself basically drowning and have no sense of self at the end of it for sure and if you try to change for certain people to please certain people you will lose the relationships that you'll later discover probably the ones that were the most authentic and mattered to you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, again, like I look back and I let so like so many of my relationships be like overshadowed by this one thing that wasn't working out in my life that like, honestly, like sometimes I look back and I I'm really I'm actually filled with regret and like just I feel horrible. I'm like, how did I let that happen? How did I lose control of myself so much that I allowed that to happen and so again as I said like the beginning of fourth year was when I really sat down I was just tired like I was actually just tired of it all and I was like okay like we need to fix some things around here and basically like you have to feed yourself the same mentality over and over again after 
a couple of years of overthinking, that is all that you're accustomed to. And that is what your brain knows best, right? So you have to start feeding yourself thoughts that can not erase the other ones, but at least be built upon so much that the other ones don't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what I had to do, right? Um, I had to start like focusing on relationships that really did matter. I had to start being kinder to myself. I legit would have days where I would look into the mirror and I'd be like, yo, you look kind of nice today. Yo, she'd send it, she she made videos. Yeah, or, or I'd make a video <laughs> and be, I'd send it to Kavi and be like, yo, I'm kind of feeling myself today, whatever, whatever, you know? But just like little things like that, they really do go a long way. Um, and that was, I think, one of my, that was definitely the most difficult transition I had to turn from somebody who is, only thinking about others to having to think about myself like that was that was a hard one but it was worth it it was worth it for I think the rest of what life has to offer and to just make sure that I wasn't constantly like just turning and turning in my head and I think one thing you didn't actually talk about Mm -hmm. or maybe you you didn't specifically get into but is being less apologetic oh yeah because that plays a huge thing like a backstory if you know Juhi or and me like you know that we will apologize when we know it's not our fault like yeah no for sure if you are if you have upset me and um i will still be the person to apologize or i used to be the no, person no, no, to apologize. Yeah. and it's the same thing with her mm-hmm. and even when we know that we are not wrong i think we still apologize and in doing that you kind of give other people power and we allowed ourselves to get disrespected probably um, a lot because it's like we never wanted to call people out for their BS Mm -hmm. or if we did, two seconds later, we would feel guilty over having done that. And you, Juhi, guys, she's feisty now. Like (laughs) I don't ever want to end on her bad side um because she's no longer the girl that would be like oh i'm so sorry no it it would be like i'm sorry you feel this way but yeah no i think yeah no for real like i i'll still apologize if it's my fault i will sincerely say i'm sorry but if it's a situation now where it's like the other person made me feel some kind of way like i will tell you this is not okay because you made me feel this way and then I'll actually go on from there. And that might like when I when Kavya tells me about it or when I think back about that myself, I'm like, okay, like this is change, this is progress. And just going back like to even just me and her, Kavya and I saying sorry all the time, I think so much of it was because we're so scared of like losing, losing the other yeah. person, yeah. right? And and that comes with the idea of change in the sense that we don't want things to change but you have to realize that some change is for the better and letting go of certain people is for the better in the Mm -hmm. long run right so having that mentality I think and just being so much more content and happy with this type of lifestyle is is definitely better for me I think yeah and we we have a title for this, but I can't say it because um it has a bad word. But B B E B you. I'll let you guys figure it out. But bad blank energy. Yo, okay. follow my Spotify playlist. Yes, That's what it's she called. has a B B E playlist. <laughs> and I think so. Part of this, so B B E guys, it's a philosophy. Some of my friends know about this. Mm but yeah it's really just this idea that we kind of were like yo we need to have a name for this new vibe that we are going to embody Mm -hmm. for the next few years of our life no for the rest of our lives no i think yo it's a good thing to embody for the rest of our lives for sure putting yourself first but i don't mean this in a selfish way but i mean prioritizing your feelings and your emotions that's for sure um, being kinder to yourself, being yeah. kinder to other people. And a big thing for me, because I I think like when I reflect on my last year, I also feel a lot of mental shift um, and mental growth. And I think a big part of that in me was definitely forgiveness, mm-hmm. forgiveness. So I spend a lot of time, like I also overthink and 
I think I have, I kind of touched in this when I was talk, touched on this when I was talking about my switching schools experience. Um, yeah, I just, I harbored a lot of feelings for other people and thinking about people who have maybe hurt me in the past or made me feel certain ways. Um, and that weighs you down, even if it's not an active thing, like you prance mm-hmm. around, like you obviously I'm not every step I take, I'm not thinking about that one frat boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does like when you harbor onto those things, it definitely plays into your confidence at certain points. And I think being able to let that go and also just realizing, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself Um for trying to have university go the way I wanted and having the best four years of my life and it was especially hard when I would see people post like dude we graduated this year and a lot of people were posting really sentimental graduation things about Mm -hmm. how university was the best time of their life and like this and this and this and it was a great time but I just never felt that way and I would beat myself up over not having experienced it the way that other way people right did. yeah or not having gone through certain things that I feel like I should have gone through at this point like um and it takes a lot but at some point just literally it is what it is just accepting that this was your situation mm-hmm. and even though it might not be what most people felt it's okay and just having closing that chapter and being like I'm gonna take the good that I got from it and um just let go of the rest because i can't go back and i can't change it i don't have power to change it Mm -hmm. so yeah again like this topic was something we talked about because kavi and i are both going through some changes ourselves a new transition yes a new transition into more of a professional life setting yeah so she's going to med school obviously she's moving in a week i just started my job two weeks ago full-time employee guys who's gonna make me come live in her nice toronto condo that's a lie i'm working from home literally (laughs) but it's soon bro but um yeah i think it's just crazy because i was telling Judy this morning before we started recording everything up until this point like your high school middle school, whatever, your high school, your university, that journey was to get to this point now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Juhi worked hard all those years to get to med school and I worked you hard worked to yeah. try to get some kind of job. And now that we're here, it's kind of surreal because it's like, this is more or less what dictates the next, at least maybe 20 years, maybe more of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's these decisions now that we've worked for in the past to get mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and that's crazy like i was literally filling out all these life insurance forms yeah you were she was telling me yeah and it was just crazy it was weird i was like wait so this is it like i feel like i've just been walking all the way and i finally got to my destination not that this is the end goal not that you know this is like at least for me i mean you're probably going to be a doctor the rest of your life but for me i don't think that the the career i'm in right now I definitely want to venture out and explore oh, right? other yeah. things, but it's definitely the start of my professional adult life, which is freaking crazy. Yeah, and let me just say this before we like end off, but um, I woke up this morning feeling really anxious, and I think it was because I'm moving soon and the change that comes with that, but having this conversation, I feel so much better, and just... I don't know, like just sitting here and like having to reflect on the times where we did have to embrace change um, and what good that brought. I think it gives me a lot more peace. <laughs> so honestly, these conversations are like more therapeutic than anything. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys. We're <laughs> you're my therapy. You're our therapy. Yeah. So anybody who's going to, you know, transition into something new now or later, we wish you the best of luck. We know you'll make it out there. Um, Any difficult times, just understand that there's a growing phase that will come out of that. Um, And to stick it out as much as you can, you know, reach out to the people that you need to, to help support you in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, But know it's normal. Know that we all go through it. And and last thing, it's super exciting when you talk about change because I'm pretty sure eighth grade me thought I was a shit and thought I knew everything about myself 
yeah, and we really didn't. where my life was gonna go. Um, and then you get to this point, and I'm like, oh wait, like nope, thirteen year old me probably could not have predicted I am the person that I am today. today. Yeah, and so and even now as we're sitting here recording this, it's just like yo, in ten years we're probably gonna be doing we're probably gonna be very different people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, embrace that process, you know. Be kind to yourself, please. Oh, she's such a mom. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I sound so weird. Yeah, yeah. She's hugging me now. I'm but hugging yeah. her. I'm showing her affection. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for tuning in again, guys. Um, we'll catch you in a bit. Yep. Bye. Bye.